I'm CK, and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. What started out as a practice of podcasting, as well as speaking in general, has evolved into a practice of self-coaching and self-reflection, while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pan. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my Pattern Awareness Manager, and every Sunday we reflect on our past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing this on the fly, and our dialogue here is unedited, so don't hold me responsible for what we say here. Make sure to check out my show notes, where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. For more information, you may find... You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. We're recording today on January 24th of 2021, and this is practice session number 48. Everything okay over there, Ben? Yes, you just got really loud for some reason in the middle. So Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, (laughs) we are trying a couple of different things today. And we are looking at each other through Zoom now. We've been using Google Meet. And before that, we were using Whereby, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. And before that, we were using Squadcast, I believe. So we're on Zoom, and the video quality seems to be better. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the best out of what we've used so far. So we'll see how that goes. And how about we take a quick temperature of your week in terms of mood and mindset, progress, momentum? Um, okay, I wasn't really <laughs> ready for that. Um, <laughs> my week was good. It, um, you know, I go through these flows where I'm like really like I have tons of ideas and really want to move fast on stuff. And then I mm. kind of cycle back into a slower mode where I'm more into planning and not quite so much into action. Um, so this was more of a planning and not forward progressing week, hmm. which is fine. Um, you can't be moving forward all the time. So other than that, I had a good week. It was, um, uh, yeah, it was a little cold, which always makes me a little bit grumpy. But other than that, it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. How about you? Well, I had a pretty trying week. I guess you could say, in terms of my schedule and routines and primarily my sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. So my sleep-wake cycle has been off for the past about past two weeks. And I'm really starting to feel it right now out of all the time that I could have felt it. So yesterday I only got like four, four and a half hours of sleep. And today I only got about five. So running really low on sleep. But yesterday I was trying to, well, I mean, the whole week or so that I've been experiencing this, 
I've been just kind of going with the flow and I've been a little less worried about sticking to my sleep cycle because it's been so good lately or over like the past two or so years since I got it fixed. And especially the last few months, I feel like it's been really good. So I've just kind of been not focusing or obsessing about it as much and just kind of letting things go and listening to my body. But this past week and a half or two, I just haven't been able to get back on my typical cycle that I've been on. And it's been fine until like yesterday, I would say. And so yesterday, I only got about four, four and a half hours of sleep. And I didn't want to get up. Uh, you know, I just wanted to stay in bed. But it was already like nine o'clock or so. And I just didn't want to be in bed all morning. So I ended up thinking that if I'm tired and need more sleep, I'll take a nap in the afternoon. And I was pretty sure that I would need to after only four, four and a half hours of sleep. But I ended up just doing stuff and working on stuff and not needing the nap. So I thought I would power through that and I'd be sleepy then at earlier than I was getting sleepy throughout the past week or two. But that didn't happen either. So I ended up staying up to like midnight or so and then only getting about five hours of sleep last night. So I'm not sure what's going on. I may have some sleep banked up so because I've been sleeping so well previously. But right now, I feel like I really want to get back on my cycle. And it's been throwing everything else off, too. So my routines are pushed back. And I am miss. I feel like I'm missing out on time during the day. So I'm going to try to focus on that this coming week. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, um, I had a few mornings this week where you were still in bed because you had had a rough night of sleep. And it was like, you know, 1030 in the morning when and you were still yeah. laying in bed and it was bringing back those memories of the years yeah. when you had insomnia and you would be in bed until 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon and I would be right. trying to live my life and trying to work and um, trying to work around your insomnia. So that was a little bit of like minor PTSD bringing up yeah. all those old feelings. And it's really easy for me to go into like, feeling like you were purposely staying up or that you were being irresponsible or, you know, all those judgments uh, that I had before, we knew that it was actually like a, a medical issue that, that needed fixing. Um, it's so I have to remind myself that that's, that it's not on purpose, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And I've had some inklings of that, PTSD per se come up as well as I'm being mindful of this cycle and the the tough part about all this is that even though I fixed my sleep pretty much for the most part when I wake up in the morning I never feel like I I'm like 
energized and fresh and ready to wake up. Like still, even though about two or three years ago, I fixed my sleep. Even after that, I just feel like I could sleep more in the morning when I wake up. And so it's tough to distinguish whether or not I've had enough sleep. I don't know if that makes sense. Just because I feel the same no matter what when I get up. And then as I'm progressing throughout the day, I feel like I can get myself to a point where I'm awake and I can get stuff done and be productive. And then if I get momentum behind that, then it'll like, I won't even realize or notice what my sleep quality was like the day before. So I don't know if this is something that I developed out of habit and in the insomnia I had previously, you know, in terms of just having to get through the day all the time without sleep. And so, yeah, I don't know if it, it's that feeling is something that I, that I developed that, you know, I can just get myself up and going regardless. So, yeah, it's it's tough to discern for me if I got enough sleep or not. But now I'm right now I'm feeling that I'm not getting enough sleep. So I, I do want to start focusing more on my uh, sleep and sleep wake cycle. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been dealing with. And I'm just really tired right now. And as we were starting recording, I was uh, like I lost all my routines and all my processes and I we didn't even start recording and I just started the podcast basically <laughs> I just started talking like we were recording so yeah we'll see if we can get through today's session and I do want to try to keep it close to half an hour we've been going a bit over the past couple of weeks and I'm tired today so let's try to keep it to time so Let's get into our new segment that we just started last week, and I've come up with a name for it. Okay. And this is our segment where we each name an object for the other person. So I'll pick an object for Pam, and within 10 seconds, Pam will have to come up with however many different ways she can think of using this object for. So last week, Pam gave me... Um, come on, brain. Do you remember? Duct tape? No, uh, I gave mason duct jar. Tape. Mason jar. Oh, yeah. So last last week, Pam gave me mason jar. And I said something like cup and instrument and... Step. Step. Yeah, that didn't make sense. And I was trying to get in soft tissue massager. And, <laughs> and I gave Pam duct tape. And she said something like doorstop bracelet door buffer or something yeah like the thing the thing behind the door to stop it from hurting the wall yeah so this comes from the alternative uses test and it's an exercise for creativity so this will be interesting because i'm so tired and my brain's not functioning very well right now so it should be pretty interesting so i'm gonna call this segment well, the thing is, when we're doing this exercise, we're taking objects 
and kind of breaking them down to its fundamental parts in order to use them differently than what they're typically used for or have more creative uses. I mean, we could say typical uses as well, but that only gets us so far. And so when we break down or when you break down stuff like this into its foundations or fundamentals, you're practicing something called first principles. And this comes from physics. And Elon Musk is a huge proponent of first principles. And I, I, I'm sure I talk about first principles a lot, mm -hmm. but I don't know if we've actually gone into it. But it's basically breaking down something to its most fundamental foundational parts and taking those parts and being mindful of the foundation and using that to build up something different or better or more efficient and kind of maybe disrupt a product line or a market. Or for instance, like with Elon Musk, there's Tesla, obviously. And Elon Musk is developing more affordable ways to make batteries and taking first principles of energy and batteries and using that to build his batteries. Or I, I think a better example, uh, so, um, oh, come on brain. Okay, so I think a better example might be SpaceX with the rockets. Mm -hmm. So Elon Musk is reusing the rockets in order to save costs instead of spending however millions of dollars to build a rocket every time it launches. So instead of building it every time, he's reusing the same rocket by landing the rocket so that it can be reused. So yeah, that so that's kind of an idea of first principles. I hope I articulated that well enough, um, considering how my brain is right now. But did I even? Uh, you haven't said the name yet. Okay, so we're naming <laughs> the segment forced principles. <laughs> how do you like that? I like it. That's okay. not not where I thought you were going. I thought it was going to be something with like objectivity or something Ooh. like that. Interesting, not bad. It could have been a fun brainstorming session. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Do you want to start this time? I think Yeah. I went first last time, so. Okay. So we'll give Pam 10 seconds, and I'm going to okay. name an object, and she's going to try to name as many uses for that object as she can in 10 seconds. Okay, got the timer ready? Yep. And now I have to think of an interesting object. <laughs> okay, I got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, 10 seconds and your object is... Oh, shoot, hold on. <laughs> okay, and your object is a baseball cap. You can use a baseball cap for a cereal bowl, a plant pot... A f really bad frisbee. Time. <laughs> so you got you had a baseball cap, and you would use it as a cereal bowl, a pot, and a frisbee. Yeah, not bad. I like it. <laughs> that works. Um, I think actually, uh, 
um, using it as a pot. I don't know. I kind of like that. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, we might have to try that. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Okay. Um, All right. You ready? I guess so, as ever. Okay. Your object is a tennis ball. Tennis ball as a weapon, as a throwing object, as a foot roller, foot massager, as a dog toy. Time. Is... <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I think so. Interestingly enough, it made me think about focused versus diffuse thinking. And I think because my mind's just kind of scattered and humming at a low level right now mm -hmm. that I'm more in a diffuse mode. <laughs> and so my mind's kind of more open to more creative or different ideas. Chaos invites chaos. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just some speculative assessing in the moment. <laughs> cool. Okay. So now that we got forced principles, forced <laughs> principles out of the way, let's move on to our progress with podcasting. And I'll go ahead and say that I did not make very good progress over the past week, especially considering that I was eager to publish practice on the same day. And we were excited about the new preamp that we were using for Pam in her SM7B. And what, so something happened with the new preamp, the PreSonus 2 Pre V2 that we were using to boost the gain to Pam's SM7B to see if I could lower the noise floor even more and not have to do as much post-processing. And it seemed to work fairly well. I don't know if it was worth the trade-off. I, you know, I haven't really listened to it too analytically yet or too critically yet because of the other issue that happened, it seemed like something lost power during the recording. Like some, like there was power lost to one of the preamps or something and the gain just cut like a third of the way through the episode. So uh, we couldn't figure out what it was. And I was just about to ask Pam if it's still on, but we're actually not using it today. Because before we started recording, I started testing stuff out and I let the preamp, the new preamp run for an hour while I was playing music in the studio and it seemed to be fine. So I have no idea what happened. So it could have been the other, so it could have been Pam's audio interface, which is the Zoom H5, which I didn't use. I used my own audio interface, but it didn't seem like it was the PreSonus preamp so i don't know why it would have been the zoom h5 or i i don't know there's that's the thing when it comes to this audio gear and the signal flow is that there's so many different variables and there's so many different options to choose from so we're running pam through what we've been running her through with the sm7b and the fethead and the zoom h5 
So we're back to that today. And then I'm going to keep looking into the PreSonus preamp and other possible solutions. But yeah, that was weird last week. I, it doesn't make sense to me why the game would just cut after a third of the way through. But otherwise, the audio felt fine. I just had to normalize it and match the volume. But yeah, I ended up having to do more than usual because we had some new things in and had to troubleshoot and some issues occurred. But yeah, I mean, still having fun with it. Um, in terms of not bad advice, ran into some issues there as well because we're still... Uh, publishing those earlier episodes where we had the earlier audio quality. And so it's it's interesting going through that because every week it seems like it's up and down, up and down. It's always different. And there's always something else to consider and figure out. So, yeah, it's been trying, but we've been progressing. So that's where we're at with that. Anything? updates on your end, Pam? No, I was just going to add to that that um, on top of that, you know, we're using Descript for transcription and text editing and oh, yeah. things like that. And I know there was an issue um, with exporting last two Not Bad Advice episodes ago mm-hmm. where it like put in a seven second pause or something like that. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. some of the music wasn't lined up correctly. Yeah. And then I've been having issues with it as well, um, not transcribing videos. So we're running into tech issues with Descript kind of all over the place, which is a little frustrating. Great point. I'm a little disappointed with Descript lately because of all these bugs that we've been experiencing and their support is not very good. I'm still waiting for a support answer from a request that I put in like three months ago, I think. And so they started a Discord channel. And so I got in there. And it seems like they're a little more responsive to support there as well. But not 100% responsive to everyone's questions. And it's not that busy in there either. So I don't know what's going on there if they have dedicated support reps or what. It doesn't seem like it. And so I would warn users of Descript about that, about the bugginess. Um, at this point, the features are of Descript are still so awesome to me that it's worth the usage. Mm-hmm. But I would not count on Descript in terms of getting something published at, at a certain time or having some kind of time-sensitive project yeah so yeah you want to make sure that you're working ahead with the script in case of running into issues and bugs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the deal with that and yeah i guess we can move on cool did you have anything else that you wanted to add nope okay let's move on to the weekly force cast (laughs) and the first segment of the weekly force cast is podspo where we recommend a podcast that stood out to us over the past week or so. And I'm totally not ready for this. I <laughs> haven't come up. I didn't jot one down. And now that we're doing it, I can't think of one. <laughs> Can Did you have any this week, Pam? 
Um, you know, mostly I caught up on Reply All and um, there was a few others. Radio Lab did three episodes, I think, that all related to the Capitol attacks. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they were really well done and really um, thought-provoking, not just you know, re- repeating or parroting news that was available anywhere else. I thought they did a really nice job of presenting it in a thought-provoking way. Hmm. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And those are two of my favorite podcasts, Reply All and Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. And I may go into them in a future forecast, but yeah, those are definitely two of like my top five podcasts. And now that you mentioned that, I think I try to stay away from all that political and news stuff over the past week. And I was a little more since I've been short on sleep and not functioning at a hundred percent, I've been a little more relaxed and listening to like true crime and stuff like that. So (laughs) that's probably why I didn't have a podcast stand out this week. Yeah. You got to manage your mental health when you're not sleeping well and taking in too much of uh, current events can definitely have an impact on that. Yeah, definitely. And of course, I've been listening to podcasts that I've already recommended. And those are The Daily Stoic and Shortwave and TED Talks Daily. And yeah, I've listened listened to those all week as well. So we'll end Podspo there. And next up is Lynchpinspo, where (laughs) Pam gives us some inspiration from planets or the stars or the cards. So this week, uh, we have a full moon coming at you on Thursday, the 28th. And full moons are actually the middle of the lunar cycle. So they're they're the ones that get everybody's focus because they're the big bright ones in the sky. And so we, we, we focus on that a lot. But it's actually the middle of the lunar cycle, which starts with the new moon about two weeks prior. So the, the new moon is when we have the least amount of light reflected, like the moon is, is dark. Mm-hmm. And then the light grows over the two weeks um, after that until we hit the full moon. And then we have the most light reflected with the full moon, and then it decreases again until we reach another new moon in a couple of weeks. So that's like the, the monthly cycle of the moon. So since full moons are in the middle of that cycle, when the most light is being reflected, this is a time for review and reflection. Hmm. So it's a great time to let things go, to make amends, or to do whatever you need to do to release things that are holding you back. So that you can improve in the next cycle. So you can kind of like use the next two weeks to let stuff go so that when we hit that new moon again, you can start fresh. And this full moon is in Leo, which is a sign that wants to be seen. It wants to express itself and be appreciated for what it does. So if you need some direction for what to focus on for this full moon, you could focus on where you feel like you're not being seen for who you are or who you want to be and how your beliefs about yourself and what you deserve are blocking people from seeing you that way. So what beliefs are you ready to change so you can get ready for that next new moon? And even if you don't believe that the lunar cycle can have any impact on your life, you can still use it in a totally rational way. 
we go through cycles every day anyway, like sleep cycles, like CK was talking about. And the more you fight that, the worse off you are. So working with natural cycles and having a regular one that you use to plan, review, and adjust can help you grow with less effort. So if you use that lunar cycle, you don't need to come up with your own schedule. Like it's already there and you can see it as a reminder. When the moon is dark, use it as a reminder to plant what you want to grow as the light increases. And when the moon is bright, use that time to reflect, review, and release as the light decreases. Awesome. I like that. That's cool. Thank you. You're welcome. So I just realized that I didn't say a quote for the week. I thought maybe you had decided to skip that. <laughs> yeah, I almost did because I didn't have one before we started. So I was kind of scrounging around for one. And I remembered one from Soren Kierkegaard, who's a Danish philosopher from the 1800s. Mm -hmm. And he was very big into Socratic philosophy. And I'm in the last week of a college course on Soren Kierkegaard's philosophy. So this is why he's top of mind right, right now. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, I didn't know much of anything about Kierkegaard before starting this course about seven weeks ago. And I was immediately attracted to his philosophy because of his fascination with Socrates. But like it's it was really interesting learning about Kierkegaard because he's like if he was around now in present day and philosophizing what he was the way he did it, I would probably think he's some crazy person <laughs> and not really pay attention. But now after the passage of all this time and studying of his texts like it the stuff like a lot of it still seems crazy to me and i'm still wrapping my head around some of it but a lot of it is very descriptive of a lot of con concepts that i've come up with and a lot of the concepts that i've synergized and synthesized so yeah, I'm just really into Kierkegaard right now. I don't, I don't know if I agree with everything he says, but going through this course was interesting because they went through Kierkegaard's process of his philosophy and his writings and his progression and development. So I found all that really interesting. But here's the quote, and this is by Soren Kierkegaard, and it goes, Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. And so I really like that because of the aspect of time. And of course, it incorporates reflection and proactiveness or proaction. Mm -hmm. And it goes into philosophy in general. I mean, philosophy is basically a process of self reflection in how we behave in the world in our moral values and stuff like that. 
And so, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm saying now. <laughs> I'm just looking at the timer and we're over 31 minutes now. So thinking about ending this. Okay. But, well, I, yeah. let me just say like that quote totally goes along with what I was saying about the the reflection and the cycle of the moon. So yeah, that exactly. is great. That's why it reminded me. And you were talking about his that his ideas kind of matching a lot of your philosophies and Jupiter is the planet of philosophy and like, you know, we talk really? about it being your planet. And Kierkegaard has Jupiter in Leo, which is where this new, where this full moon is happening. And he's a Leo ascendant. So um, I think it's very synergistic that you wow. brought him up. Awesome. <laughs> That's a perfect place to end it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for that, Tim. And of course, thanks for joining me this week, as always. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, where I am at Pamela underscore Lund. And you might be able to find me on Twitter at CK Disco. And I have a lot of things in the works. We'll see how they come about this coming week. And hopefully I can get my cycles cleaned up. So yeah, thanks for joining me as always. And I hope you come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo! Hi, I'm Pamela Lund. And I'm CK Chung. And we're the hosts of Not Bad Advice, a show about universally good life advice that you can use right away no matter who you are. On Not Bad Advice, we take one aspect of life and show you how to look at it with a new perspective so you can make meaningful change wherever you need it. Want to build healthier habits? Or feel more confident? Or worry less? Or get better with money? We've got you covered. One of the most beneficial things you can do, just in general in life, is to get curious about yourself. We spend a lot of time judging and criticizing ourselves, but we don't spend enough time neutrally observing how we think and feel and why we think and feel those ways. You might be able to punish yourself into achieving a goal, and you might be able to find a shortcut that will get you there faster. But if the thing you're trying to achieve is something that you'll need to sustain long-term, suffering and shortcuts will both sabotage your success. There's a smarter way to achieve sustainable results that will make you happier and healthier at the same time. Money is just not transactional like we're taught. It is deeply personal. And a key step in taking control of your financial future is uncovering how money makes you feel, why it makes you feel that way, and how to feel the way you want instead. You have much bigger and better things to do with your resources. And the more that you believe that, and the more mindful that you can be, the more you can train your brain to let go of the things that are out of your control. And this need for control will never go away, no matter how much you work at it. But having the awareness that this kind of anxiety spiral is actually an attempt for you to feel in control can help you step out of it.
let's transition to the part of the show where I shuffle a deck of oracle cards and pull a card to see how that card can relate to what we talked about today. I like doing this because it gives me a visual to associate with the topic, and when I have a visual, it makes it easier to remember the perspective and integrate it into my day. So let's see what the Nocturnal Oracle deck has to offer as a visual for being kinder to ourselves as we develop new habits. Think of us as the friends who always give you good, practical advice when you need it. Subscribe to Not Bad Advice wherever you get podcasts and visit forcesofequal.com slash notbadadvice for more information. 